0: Welcome to the Nerd Party.
1: Hello, everybody at home, and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as always, is...
0: Charlene Schmidt, your other co-host.
1: Charlene... I have to be honest right at the top. No being coy, not waiting until the end of the episode for like a recap or anything like that. I absolutely loved this episode. I was smiling ear to ear the entire time.
0: Oh my gosh. For the first time this season, we agree. I loved this episode.
1: I love I love that it was a Rutherford episode. I yes. love that we got so many, so many callbacks, but yet it didn't get in the way of the story. I love that Boimler had a freak out. It was... <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> oh man
0: i love everything about this episode i was going in with high expectations too because yesterday i read an episode with Ta- or not i've not an episode <laughs> i read an interview with tawny newsome and she was saying how episode five might be her favorite of the whole season now that if she's saying that that's you know that's that's some uh words to go by so i don't know if she's right or wrong because we haven't seen the whole season yet, but this one definitely kicks it up a notch, especially in comparison to the other, like the last two episodes have just been kind of eh. Here we are cooking.
1: And for for an actor to say this is their favorite episode of the season, but yet they're not the main focus of the episode, that says a lot because most of the time throughout Star Trek history- when you ask one of the actors what their favorite episode is, they usually say like, oh, well, you know, you know, like Belana loves like uh, Roxanne Dawson loves the episode where she got her personality split in twine. You know, like you usually get something like that or like. Sure. Per, you know, like Robert Duncan McNeil loved the episode where he was accused for murder, you know, like something like that. They would they would choose one, an episode where they had a lot to do. But for sure. Tani Newsom. To say this is her favorite episode of the season and she is by far and away not the main focus, Mm -mm. that really shows you how much she appreciated it and liked this episode.
0: For real, for real. That stood out to me too. So, you know what? I'm going to take her at her word here. I trust her. All right, well, how
1: about we just go ahead and get going? For those of you who haven't listened to us before, if this is your first time, what we do is we do a commentary where we queue up the episode. And it's right after the Star Trek fanfare where the Cerritos flies by with colors and we hit pause and then we do a countdown of three two one play and that's where you will hit play we will hit play and that way it'll be in sync now if you are not watching this or if you're just listening to it on your commute or if you're out for a walk wherever you are you will still be entertained because we will try to make sure not to say like oh my god look at that crazy haircut you know something like that (laughs)
0: We try so, really hard not to do that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it, but it's also hard because we're like, oh, my God, look at that stuff in the background. That's a callback right. to episode 306, you know, like something like that.
0: Yeah, the whole idea is you have watched the episode at least one time so you know what we're talking yes. about enough to envision it in your head and still be entertained.
1: Right. Don't listen to this if you haven't watched the episode. All yeah, right. it so- well makes sense. Is everybody Oh, and also here is how Memory Alpha describes the episode. Mariner and Boimler work the Starfleet recruitment booth at an alien job fair. (laughs) Rutherford challenges himself. Quite literally.
0: For real though, yes. Also, there's job fairs in the future, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, right, I'm ready. ready? You ready?
1: Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two, one, play.
0: And off we go. So, I love this opening. It's just so quiet. Until.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and off the bat, like, Rutherford is... Okay, so immediately we know by going into his brain, like, we see his reflection. He doesn't have the the implant. We know this is going to be a Rutherford story. We know that this is going to shed some light on the mystery that is his implant. So, Right off the bat, I'm already invested. I'm like, boom, let's go. Right?
0: We have been waiting for this. One, we've been waiting for a Rutherford episode. Like he, of all of our main four, has gotten the least attention focused on him. So it's beyond time we have a Rutherford focused episode. But yes, they have left us with this mystery behind the implant, these weird flashbacks he had last season. And we're finally going to learn a little more about it.
1: Yet... There's still going to be tons of mystery behind it. Like even though we learn <laughs> oh, yeah. more about it, it shed even more mystery on it, which is like something you'd see in Lost.
0: Right. For every question they answered, they brought up two more. Yeah. But that's kind of what made it fun. It leaves you wanting more.
1: Yeah. You. You definitely. You feel. Uh, how do it feel? Uh, What's what, you feel? A satiated from getting more information but at the same time you're still invested to learn more like his story's not yeah. done the implant story's not done so it's just a, another another block on the path.
0: Yes, that's a really good way to put it. Oh man. All right. I can
1: I I love that. I watched this 20 minutes ago and <laughs> I'm still I still want to watch it again.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh I can't wait to watch it later over dinner. That's when my husband and I watch Lower Decks.
1: So right here, we hear, we hear the captionist. she's talking about, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, we're doing the job fair thing. And it's just like, we're totally, you know, laid back. This is going to be a laid back mission. This can go one <laughs> of two ways, where it's actually going to be a laid back mission, and no one's going to die, no world's going to explode, or it's the exact opposite. And we're like, oh, we finally <laughs> have a chance for shore leave, and then the Borg attack.
0: Right, exactly. Now, with this being Lower Decks, I thought maybe everything would go straight to hell. But not really. This is pretty tame.
1: Except for Rutherford maybe, you know, losing his personality.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, for Rutherford, this is not an easy episode. But I mean, like, yeah, the Borg aren't invading. The Romulans aren't attacking. The the galaxy is not at stake. It's not that kind of an episode.
1: You are absolutely right.
0: So I think I've asked this before, but do you ship Tendi and Rutherford? I
1: don't know. I don't know. Like, they definitely... At the beginning, you thought they were setting it up mm-hmm. for, um, you know, for a relationship. But then, like, they keep showing you that no, it's just a very beautiful friendship. Now, the, yeah, some of the best relationships start as friendships. So that you know, that's definitely something that could lead into it. I don't know if I ship it. I think they've established that it's not going to happen. I, I I feel like they've they've had too many opportunities to to pull the trigger, and they haven't. I could be wrong but I don't think it's going to happen. And I, I like the way that it is.
0: Me too. I really love their friendship. And I think it's important to show that not every you know heterosexual male is going to be a- instantly attracted to any female that they are close to and vice versa. You can have platonic friendships. We are proof of that.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: <laughs> right? So we just don't see that very often and it's refreshing. And I really don't want them to get together either. I want them to be BFFs forever.
1: What's weird, though, is that I would be fine if Mariner and Boimler had a momentary craziness like they do in sitcoms all the time.
0: Oh, God. Those two where they have like a drunken one-night stand or something?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. What would that do to them?
1: I, I don't mean... know. And that's what I would want to find out is that <laughs> I think that would be cr- – I'm not saying it needs to happen. I'm not even saying I want it to happen. I think it would be interesting if they made that happen.
0: It would but be But I would not want like... something
1: like that between – rutherford intending
0: i feel like that would be like a threshold moment where it's going to be really awkward after the fact and then we're never going to talk about it again
1: like i said true sitcom form now right okay right here Shar. what did you think was going on here with with him seeing his reflection and having like the red eye piece like what what went through your mind here's what
0: was going through my head was i thought maybe this was sort of like a yesterday's enterprise type of thing where we have our Rutherford with the red eyepiece in an alternate universe, but the because he has the positronic or whatever in, in his brain, his real self is calling out to him, trying to pull him back. That was my thought. How about you?
1: I thought it was his younger self before the implant, and he had a completely different personality. Mm, well. <laughs> It just, for, it just clicked with me like just because like he didn't know where he was and he was like super critical of the Cerritos and it just – and like when he was like touching his face, he's like, what is this? You know, and everything like that. I was just like, oh, man, maybe he was an asshole before he got the implant.
0: <laughs> so basically, because- <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> now, I really appreciate the fact that brochures have been replaced by pads. You know, they have yes. their single function pads ready to distribute. But I am disappointed that job fairs are still a thing. I'm never going to get over that. Like, They really are the worst. I'm with Mariner on this one. Would not want to work one. Don't even like to go to them on the very few occasions I have. Just it's, I don't know, awkward.
1: I'm surprised that the uh, the uh, showrunners resisted the opportunity of putting Vosh in the booth.
0: <laughs> right? That very that would have, been the go-to. have
1: been like you th- like with all, all the the stuff that they've done previously you th- you know that that was pitched in the writer writer's room where they're just like oh should it be vosh in the booth you know like that kind of thing because this is very much a vosh character
0: very much i'm sure they talked about it like you said but i don't mind the fact that we have a new character here just because oh no little yeah. spoiler alert we're going to probably see her again at some point
1: Abs- oh, absolutely! Like, as they tease at the, the end, and, and I think that's probably why they didn't go with Vosh, so that they could use her in a yeah. different way in the future. Uh so he, so this this Rutherford knows about the Cerritos class and doesn't like it. So that's yeah. ten years prior. So I wonder how old the Cer- the the California class starships are. You know, like how long have they been around? That's a really um, good question. Yeah, and because like, have they been? a workhorse like the Excelsior, where they just use them for decades and decades and decades because they're like, (laughs) why why do you need to improve it if it does its job?
0: Right. The Cerritos could be 30 years old.
1: Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, Mm -mm. we don't know.
0: We do not. (laughs) (laughs) I love the mind control pollen plant here that Tendi has. Nice little subtle callback. I I, I want to...
1: I wish that there was like one person, and it should have been Tindy, who was just like, why is your eye red?
0: Right? Nobody ever called that out. It's so weird. He doesn't change it deliberately ever, so
1: Yeah, hello? she would know that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, she would notice.
1: Well, one thing I really enjoy is like, okay, so he pushes Tindy down, and she immediately calls for backup for, for from a medical team. This isn't like, oh my God, I wonder what Rutherford's going through. Or like, she doesn't go to the captain or go to Dr. Tana and saying like, I think something's wrong. I don't know. Should we talk to him? She's like, no, no. <laughs> like, this is Starfleet. Something has taken over his body.
0: She knows him that well that she immediately took that step. Yeah, that's a good thing to call out. That's, I think, a, that's a good sign of how deep their friendship has become.
1: I also, I really wish we got, like, so there's a. There's cardboard cutouts of t a s era Kirk and Spock in the background so that you could put your face through the hole like at a carnival, sure, and get your picture taken. I wish we would have seen somebody using that <laughs>
0: right. and getting their
1: picture taken
0: also next year for the big conventions, if that's not a thing, oh what man. are you doing, Star Trek?
1: missed opportunity if Come that's not on the case.
0: you know it's dorky, and we would still love it.
1: People in Starfleet have no peripheral vision yeah.
0: <laughs> None. <laughs> do not understand.
1: I also love that they incorporated the the chop, like the Kirk chop to knock out the, the yes, transporter chief.
0: They sure did.
1: <laughs> baby bear. <laughs> I, I lose it every single time he calls him baby bear, especially when it's like super serious. He's like, listen, baby bear, this is what we need to do.
0: <laughs> it's all about how he says it. The delivery is what sells that.
1: And we see the captain's yacht.
0: yes. Now, this isn't the Uh, first time, though, right?
1: Is it not? mm, Have we?
0: I want to say that we saw it last season.
1: Oh, I completely forgot.
0: Yeah. But it is the first time we're seeing it this season, for sure.
1: His reflection is flipped. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. That's not right.
0: So what are your thoughts on younger Rutherford? Would you want to work with
1: him? Oh, my gosh, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's very much your like cocky a hole, I know yeah. everything, I am right, you're wrong, type
1: pretty sure I roomed with him a couple for a couple of years,
0: <laughs> at the academy,
1: yeah <laughs> i I never get tired of this trope, never, and I, I'm not being facetious whatsoever of going inside the brain and like being all meta and in a mindscape as they describe it and like trying to battle it out or trying to figure things out. Yeah. Like I never ever get tired of of that, whether it's in science fiction or fantasy or whatever it is.
0: Right. It might be a trope, but there's always something different you can do with it just because of the characters you're playing with in that particular moment. And for here, perfectly appropriate. Now, we've never seen this jacket, like a Voyager era, like, I don't know, would you call it an away jacket?
1: I think it's just him. I I, I would say that oh. like this, it's it, like his jacket that he puts on when he works on, on ships and whatnot.
0: Okay. I didn't That's think what I about say. that. <laughs> yeah. Because you can appreciate. see his cadet
1: uniform underneath.
0: Right. I do appreciate that he's got the Voyager era, which was probably the uniform at the time and mm-hmm. all of that. He will have a com badge when we see it. It's appropriate.
1: So 10 years from the Academy and still an ensign.
0: Yeah. What's up with that?
1: (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. This is weird. Like, this is an inherent flaw in Lower Decks. It is. Is that, like, it shows no growth whatsoever in career.
0: It is unless there's some reasons that we're going to figure out eventually. But otherwise, it is very sus. You're not even Lieutenant Junior Grade.
1: And so, okay, so, like, we, we get this flashback of of medical technicians putting on the implant and everything like that. And we see the the TNG era red medical scrubs yes. that I absolutely love. I wish we could have seen some of that. Did we see some of that in Voyager? I'm not quite sure. I can't remember. Ooh, I don't think we did.
0: I don't think so, but don't quote me on that. Just not recalling yeah. right now. I think that was just a TNG thing. Or, I or think and DS9. I,
1: yes, we did see it in DS9. You're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Dr. Bashir definitely wore it, but Voyager, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I'm not thinking so either. Speaking of Voyager, like we get so many Voyager references in this episode. Oh my god. It gosh. makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We get nice little callbacks to Tom Paris, Warp 10, but coming the up doctor. in just a few seconds is going to be the big callback. And I, I, I gasped. I actually gasped when we saw the Delta flyer.
1: Like when he was when when we saw the outline of it on his pad, I was just like, "Oh my god, he's building the Delta flyer." See, also, the Devron, the Devron races and the Devron posters it's a callback to all good things at the end at the end of TNG.
0: That's right, because he
1: talks about racing in the in the neutral zone. Yep, and we all know that de- that the Devron system is in the neutral zone.
0: Yeah, nice, A nice little subtle callback there too. Yes. Yeah. Also, there was a Voyager episode where P- Tom Paris does the racing thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's this uh, it's not necessarily a callback to that, but it reminds me of that.
1: Well, I think that's why they used the Delta Flyer and why they put him in the racing uniform is because of that episode.
0: It, well, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: That's why I absolutely, absolutely love – and when we did our show, our our, our Voyager show, To the Journey – You know, like we talked about favorite uniforms and variants and everything like that. And by Uh far and away, that racing uniform was so cool. And I said, I was like, I hope we see it again.
0: (laughs) And now we have. It's just not Tom Paris wearing it. Right. Yeah. But it does look good. It still looks good.
1: The truth about Cisco.
0: (laughs) The truth about Cisco. Which makes you wonder, okay, conspiracy theories in the future – Communication is as instantaneous now as it will be then. Like, are there still forums that people post to? Is there still like a like an eight chan where people go to get this stupid information and talk about it?
1: Oh, I mean, I think we Makes definitely saw some of that in the previous season, where they're like, "Wolf three five nine was an inside job." Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's away. true. Yeah, right at this moment. That's when I'm just like, oh my god, it's a delta flyer. He's making the delta flyer.
0: <laughs> it's definitely the delta flyer.
1: No doubt about it. Yeah. Do you know that word, Samaguita?
0: I do not. I don't know either. No, I'll look it up as soon as we're done.
1: <laughs> so it's so damn, cute. I love it. The, the delta delta paint job flyer. the same. He's got the the Borg tech, and I do love how young Rutherford is. Just like. Wait, that's a Starfleet design? You could have built anything, and you, <laughs> you went with one that was already designed?
0: Yeah, and yet his design feels kind of boxy. Like, yeah, it's smaller, therefore more lightweight, but the nacelles are squares. They're not round. That's not very aerodynamic, if you ask me.
1: Well, it doesn't. it's space. It doesn't need to be aerodynamic. But
0: that's not the point. <laughs> it would look cooler if it was a little softer on the edges.
1: Uh, it's it. It looked like a um, Battlestar Galactica fighter. I can't remember the name of the fighters, mm. but with I mean, if you took the the nacelles off, it looked like a. Are they raptors?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Now that you mention it,
1: so the they outpost scientists wearing that that pea green and belts (laughs) and tons of pockets. It's so great.
0: Right? They They have belts. Do you get to wear a belt? You know what? In previous incarnations, there were belts in Starfleet.
1: Yes, there were. Especially with admirals. And I love that they called it out. Like, the the dude has the pads ready to complain about their uniforms.
0: (laughs) It's just... (laughs) Just, wow.
1: And, of course, they established that it's not fleet-wide. I feel like once we've gotten into... Once we got to deep space nine and voyager it kind of established okay well you know like this isn't fl- like co- costumes like uniforms aren't fleet wide and yeah. so like once once that started happening but then when they went to the first contact uniforms it kind of made it a little bit more ambiguous but we've really cemented it with new Trek
0: for sure and with so many variants yeah yeah now we're and at Boimler. one of my very favorite things, which is Boimler just boiling over and going off on everyone, speaking his truth. Is this <laughs> a new dimension of bold Boimler? Like he didn't specifically yes. address it. Is that? But I mean, they took his ensign pip. That is serious disrespect. I don't blame him one bit for this.
1: And there's there's so many Easter eggs in this area because, like, of all the games and the statues oh, yeah. and the artwork. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. stop getting people addicted to games.
1: <laughs> and then later like I love it when he starts screaming he said like the doctor did not spend 7 years in the Delta quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> right? He <laughs> has rights. His agency. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great.
0: Just go boys go. I like the sight of you.
1: Yeah, seriously. And and I'm glad that at the end, we see Ransom, and he says, he's like, he's like, sorry, you, debated, you disobeyed a direct order. We got to throw you in the brig for a night. But at the same time, he's like, yeah, but it was pretty cool what you did.
0: Right. <laughs> that seemed like a fair punishment. Like, yes, we have to discipline you, but at the same time. Now, this racing sequence looks amazing. So I can just imagine how many hours were poured into making this thing happen. I mean, it's yes. well-directed. It's well-animated. It's... Absolutely, got the music going to build the tension. Everything is just clicking. Love it.
1: And of course, like they have a lot of, they're near a planet and they're near some asteroids, so that you can gauge speed. Because if they're just in the black, right, you, know, you have no idea how fast or how fast they're going. No, or what they're doing. they
0: made it fun. You're going through a planet's rings, and now here's a Romulan ship decloaking. This is problematic, of course. So if they're in the neutral zone, Romulans, hello? Mm. Hmm? What are you doing firing? Hmm?
1: (laughs) Well, it's all just a simulation. It's all like randomized is what he said earlier. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. Taking away my fun. Trying to (laughs) take away my logic.
1: I just, it always, it blows my mind. I was like, I know Rutherford. Okay. This right here made me just smile ear to ear that he imagined. He
0: created his his friends.
1: His friends.
0: He could make anything show up and they were it. Yep. And that's a great differential between the Rutherford we know and 10 years ago Rutherford, who he don't need anybody. He can rely on himself. So this shows like distinct growth for him. And I love that. (laughs) (laughs) The conspiracy aliens get lots of airtime here.
1: I need to I need to go through and pause it and see what Mariner throw, uh, not Mariner, but what Boimler throws and what he breaks because he yes. it looks like he broke a pencil, but you know it's got to be something. It's got to be it's something. else. got to be some else. sort of callback.
0: Yeah, for real. I'm going to do that too on subsequent watches.
1: So this is this is what I was trying to say earlier. It's just like okay, I know Rutherford is Rutherford and he's the he's baby bear, <laughs> but you are literally trying to wipe this person off from existence. Why would you save him
0: <laughs> <laughs> because it's the Starfleet thing to do, and it's of course it's going to happen in the sequence that it does where his younger self is beyond help, so we're going right. to have that dramatic scene of you were right, you win, and then off he goes,
1: like I'm glad that they did it because they it brings about it it sheds some light on the mystery a little bit more. We have that great remember moment callback yes! to uh oh Wrath my gosh. Of and search for spock
0: that tells us there's going to be more mm-hmm. yeah what is rutherford going to remember if you will
1: i love the animation flash from what he looks like to what he looks from like post-accident yeah where yeah
0: yeah really well done and then also this thing where his flesh is burned off on one side, that's the side where he has the implant.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see that it's a lieutenant commander, I think, at least a lieutenant commander who uh-huh. is breaking the rules and that you know that by now he's probably going to be like an admiral and then he's going to be a and <laughs> you know.
0: And who is it? We don't know. Someday we'll find out, just not today.
1: Maybe by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm, Probably season four.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to stretch this out as long as they can. String us along. Give us just little bits to chomp on every season. But they're not going to show us the full truth until they know that they're done. That's my thought. Now,
1: this was a surprisingly emotional moment. Now, I'm not saying I was just like weeping or anything like that. But it's just it was very nice. It's very sentimental. Uh-huh. And it was, it was just – it was nice character development. It was. And much this needed. This whole thing, it much needed. Like, we need, to, we, if we're not going to get career development, we need to get character development. Yes. And I think they're doing that with Boimler. And hopefully we'll see a little bit more with Tendi taking, like, the, the, the officer's test and everything like that.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool to see her doing that. And with Rutherford, yeah, we are long overdue for this. It feels so good. It's yeah. satisfying.
1: But it also, it brings into some ethical questions of, is this really Rutherford?
0: Well, right. You know, and are we it's, going it's, to explore it's not, that?
1: It's, I it's, hope it's we really do. not. Like, this personality won over, so it is him. But this is a personality that was developed because something was taken from him. His memories.
0: Right. And- so, like, is he a copy of a copy of and a copy of himself at this point? I don't know. Here's another thing I love is Boymes is in the brig. Who joins him but his friends? They don't have to be there. They're choosing to be there.
1: And we see Mariner's little doodles from all the time that she's been in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like her second home. She likes it there.
1: So we kind of talked about this uh, towards the beginning with the Vosh stand-in, where they're clearly teasing something with Mariner potentially leaving Starfleet. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of this season she leaves Starfleet you think so and then comes back you know of course in season four sure but you think that's um, going to
0: be the big setup for the finale this year
1: I think so I think so because like with Freeman you know we did the whole thing where like oh my god she destroyed the Pakled city and everything yeah. like that and blew him up and then she was in prison and then like 30 seconds later they take her out <laughs> Um yeah 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 I feel like that's what they're going to do with Mariner at the end of the season is she leaves and be sh- she becomes an independent archaeologist. I love the Star Trek trope of...
0: Becoming an archaeologist.
1: Ar- of archaeologists being like Indiana Jones yeah. is an archaeologist. <laughs> All of them.
0: All of, of them. them. Yeah, I wonder if it's not going to be as straightforward where maybe Mariner's going to get caught up in a whole thing with this character to the point where she gets kicked out of Starfleet. Maybe she commits such an egregious error that that's it. She is done. But then something will save her later on. Maybe Boymes will come up with something to save her. The way Mariner was trying to save or Well, not save him, but save her mom with uh, Boymes' logs. Like that.
1: Yeah. It's very, very possible.
0: Yeah. And that is our episode. It's done.
1: I think this is definitely my favorite of the season so far.
0: Yes. Yeah. This thing is working on all the stuff. It's got the character development. It's got fantastic animation. Of course, it's fun. It's engaging. Yeah. More of this, please.
1: <laughs> all right, everybody. That was our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to give us a review uh, wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter at Join JoinNerdParty. You can find me personally on Twitter at the Insane Robin,
0: And you can find me at oh, the Profanity.
1: So please tune in next week as we figure out what's happening with the Cerritos crew. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.